Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't get distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Welcome into the Ravens Press Pass Podcast. It is Monday, December 18th. The Ravens are coming off a 23-7 victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday to improve to 11-3 on the season and clinch a playoff spot. It is certainly a good day here in Baltimore. Now, it doesn't get any easier for the Ravens as next up they're heading on the road for a Christmas night matchup against the San Francisco 49ers. To recap the win over Jacksonville and also look ahead to the game coming up against the 49ers, we had a chance to talk with head coach John Harbaugh on Monday. Hey everybody, good seeing you guys. Appreciate those of you guys who made it down there. It was good to see you, see you last night late and you made it back today, so congratulations. Through the wind, right? Uh, so we're very, very pleased with the victory. Uh, it was a big win. It was a big win, an important, uh, an important win in a real tough venue against a really good team. And our guys played the kind of football they needed to play to win that game you know, last night. And I'm very proud of them for that. We all are as coaches and, and, uh, and fans, I'm sure, too. So we're excited about where we're at. And then now we're getting pointed toward the next one, which is going to be an even better team, you know, in, a, in probably a tougher, even tougher environment out there on Christmas night. So uh, you talk about Advent, this is the season, you know, for sure. And proud of the guys uh, in terms of how they've uh, handled the December football part of it and, uh, and how they've carried themselves, how focused they've been, how humble they've been, uh, and, uh, you know, giving glory where it belongs. So we appreciate that, but we're focused on the task at hand. What questions do you have? John, in that second half, I think we talked about a little bit last night about the running game that just really you were dominant phase in that second. Sorry about that. I, <laughs> I feel it coming on here. Yeah. Uh, when watching the film, why, why do you feel that you know that running game was was really so dominant in that second half? Well, I mean, it's kind of the nature of the running game, right? You know, you, you know, you, you have the chance to, you know. I guess you could say wear a defense down, but it's harder to stop the run a lot of times as the game goes on. You start to pick up first downs. You keep a defense on the field. That was a defense that was known for getting people off the field quickly. They were, I think, leading the league in three and outs as a defense coming into the game. So one of our goals was to, to not have that happen, you know, to, get, to keep them on the field as much as we could. And I think when the time of possession started to add up, it made it more difficult to stop the run. And I thought our guys really just got better and better blocking the run and running the ball. And, and we popped some runs. Obviously, Keaton had some big runs for us, and that's, a, that's obviously a very, uh, very heartbreaking loss for us. Uh, but he was a big part of that as well. John, uh, when you were this offseason, where you were looking for a new offensive coordinator, looking for a new offense, 
how important was it for you to still have the ability to remain a, an elite Russian, have that elite Russian attack? It, it was important. Uh, it was important in the sense also to have elements of the Russian attack that we built, worked so hard on the last, you know, four years. We didn't want to run away from that run game, you know, because we, we had a lot of reps under our belt and a lot of institutional knowledge with that, and our players understood it. A lot of the plays that we've been running, and, and they fit our guys really well. So uh, that's one thing that was, was an important part of it. Um, going back to the running game, I'm curious, you know, you hear players talk about they can sense whether they're wearing guys down on the other side of the ball. Do you sense that all as coaches as well? Can you get a, a feel for that when you guys are able to run the ball the way you were? Sure. I mean, I think on the field, you know, you can't see everything on the field, but you can, you can feel, you do feel that type of thing on the field. You, you, you're really close to the game. You're right there. And you can, you can talk to the players, you know, you, but you have a sense of how everybody's doing right there on the field in front of you. Um, just to follow, obviously, Keaton's tough, brutal injury. Um, is there, are there any, any more information or specifics, I guess, on what it, what it actually Keaton's injury? Yeah, it's just a, it's a long-term knee uh, thing. There, was, uh, there wasn't uh, cartilage-type uh, damage and things like that, uh, so that helps quite a bit. It'd be a little cleaner, and uh, he'll go to work. You know, he's, I'm sure he'll be here every single day you know, with the team and, and doing his part to get back. I know that you, you trust the guys who are going to have to take on more carries with him, with him gone. I mean, you talked about it, but I mean, did he bring you guys a spark that's going to be not easy to replace? I'm not in the judgment business about ranking, you know, all that. That's, that's what you guys can do. John, I know uh, Ronnie left uh, being evaluated for a concussion. I noticed with Morgan, it was much more of a split with him following. Like, was, did Morgan through, get through the game okay, or just kind of what went into that after last week? It was a little bit of a lighter rotation for him. Yeah, uh, there's always going to be those things right now. You know, I mean, uh, this is December, you know, and there's, uh, there's guys like that who are fighting through things. And you got, uh, he played really well. I mean, I thought Morgan played well. I thought Ronnie played well. And we're going against two really good, I mean, obviously, those are some power rushers. Those guys are. Probably the best in the league at power rushing off the edge, really good. And I thought uh, they had their moments, you know. But but our tackles had their moments too, you know. And and Lamar had his moments too. But uh, Daniel played well, you know. That was the thing. Daniel really took it to another level, I, I thought. And uh, since he was doing well, uh, you know, he got more reps, and uh, it was good for us. John, after the game, Marlon talked about with, as far as Lamar, he said. You know, after Lamar signed his deal, he thought Lamar really kind of raised his game as far as a leader. And talking about being more vocal, doing the, have, have you seen that at all with Lamar? Yeah, it's kind of a comparison question that you've been asking over the years that I've never been answering. You know, I just uh, because when you answer that question that way, it, it basically says it wasn't up to snuff, or the, or the other person isn't isn't is less than the person you're comparing to. Same same question you just asked me, and that's why I stay away from that stuff all the time because. In the case of Lamar, it wouldn't be fair to answer that question. You know, just and I appreciate you know you shaking your head and saying you understand, but Lamar's Lamar's been a great leader in his own way all the way through, and I think we all, you know, we grow, we evolve, we, circumstances change, we find ourselves in a different place, and I've always admired Lamar uh, for every every part of what he's doing. And I also understand, like all of us, we're all we're all dealing and we're going through things and we're and we're doing our best, and he's always been that way. He's always done his best, and he's doing his best right now, and. And he, I would say this, right? He's an A-plus leader right now. And uh, he is doing, you know, I think he's, I think he's taking the team 
uh, in that sense, you know, he's kind of, um, he's just been, he's been, uh, he's been, uh, he's been glue, you know, he's been glue for the guys and it's, uh, it's been great to see. Speaking of Lamar, do you think uh, Monday, not only with the football game itself between two of the top teams, but also Lamar and Purdy, there's, you know, the MVP talk has begun. Could be a referendum on, on where things stand, not only with your team, but with him and, and Purdy. No, I haven't thought about that at all. I haven't given that one moment's thought. John, um, has you give uh, Charlie Kohler the opportunity on the, on the sneak um, of, of the players on your roster? And there's a lot of talk about just the play in general of quarterback sneaks and like the tush push. Just what is kind of your analysis on it? Is that something that should be banned or, or any, what are your opinions? I don't really have an opinion on tush push right now. Uh, that's, a, that's a conversation for the offseason. Uh, but I was really happy with the way we executed it. I thought we did a great job. Charlie was awesome. Been practicing it for a few weeks now. And uh, just the execution of the snap, you know, and, and he's a big dude, you know, he's an athlete. Uh, we had some big dudes pushing him in there, which was nice to see. And our, I'll tell you what, our center and guards are really good. So we've kind of got the, uh, the tools to run that, you know, and uh, it's the first time we did it in a game, you know, so that's why you're asking, right? And it was really, uh, it was great to see because that was a big conversion for us. It was Mark. You did with Mark a few times as well, right? We did. Yep. Yep. That's right. That's right. John, going back to Keaton for one second, there are a couple of reports that it's an ACL tear. Can you, can you just you know, confirm that that's what it is? Or? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a, there's, there's ligament tears. I don't, I don't want to, I don't really feel the need to get into all that. You know, if he wants to share that with you, he can, you know, and maybe he will. Going back to Lamar, do you feel it's legitimate? He should be a part of the MVP conversation? Yeah, right? going back to my other answer, Jerry, it's like, I don't really care. You know what I mean? I could care less about any of that. You know, and, and the beautiful thing is Lamar couldn't care less either. You know, what we care about is, is, is the game on Sunday. Um, that's one thing is for sure. We're going to be, we're, we're, leading, we're, we're, we're trying to try to be 1-0 um, this week. I mean, this is the most important week of the season uh, to us. And... Uh, just like all the last weeks have been when they've come up, you know, and that's really our, it's a singular focus that our guys have that I love and, you know, that's the way it's supposed to be. Um, you um, mentioned, I believe, last night that um, Melvin Gordon was likely to join the 53 in place of Keaton Mitchell. I know he was, he was up a couple games earlier in the year. At this point in career, what does he bring to your team? Where does, where does he fit, do you think? Well, I mean, you know, great question. I mean, Melvin Gordon is a, I'm a high pedigree football player in this league. I mean, it's, it's almost kind of shocking that, uh, that we're going to have the opportunity to, you know, put him into the mix right now. And, and he's been wanting to be into the mix, but, you know, and, he, and he, like you said, he was up for three games. And he's been practicing so hard and working so hard. Uh, you know, when it, and he, like we'd say, hey, when the opportunity comes, I'll be ready. I mean, he'd smile and say that to me, you know, once a week. And, uh, and, and you can know it was true because because he practiced that way, yet I'm sure he was chomping at the bit, you know, and wanting to get out there and contribute. So his opportunity comes, and, and he's been there before. He's a, he's, a, he's a high pedigree, great player, talented. You can't, you can't hide talent, you know. I say that to the guys a lot of times when I'm, you know, we're shooting, playing horse out there when I'm shooting too, you know. You can't hide talent, you know. It's just, and with, uh, it's a weak comparison. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Apologize. John. You guys have moved Kyle Hampton all around the field this, this year and, and over his, uh, his two seasons here in Baltimore. Um, he's done it all very well. Is it always a challenge, a, a thrill, exciting for you and the staff to just find new ways to use guys that they don't really make a lot of in the NFL? 
how? Yes, yes. That, that is really something that is really kind of what it's all about. You know, it's a big part of it. When we're, we're player-centric, you know, we, we build schemes for players. You know, we, we, we think we should be good enough to understand all the options out there schematically and how to coach all that. And then we try to gear, make our choices accordingly based on the players. So when you find another thing for a player to do that he can do well, man, that's like gold. That's a gold nugget. And we try to do that for all our guys. John, you always say the next game is the most important one. And you got the Niners this week. Record-wise, these are the two best records in the NFL right now. How do you view this matchup? And just what are you looking to see out of your team against the Niners? Well, I view it as a, uh, a really tough game. You know, against a really good team that uh, plays a, a really, a really good brand of football. You know, they do it all on both sides of the ball. They're tough. They're physical. They're disciplined. They play hard. They they play winning football. You know, and uh, got a lot of respect for them. Got a lot of respect for the coaches and the players. Uh, there's just nothing about the, what how they how they're built that you just you couldn't respect. So we understand that. And I, what I'm looking to see is how we respond to that challenge because. We're going to go in there big underdogs, you know, on traveling all the way across the country, you know, on Christmas Day, Advent. So um, we'll be looking forward to it. It'll be a big challenge for us. John, your offense has been top 10 in uh, converting on third downs this season. But the last three games have been uh, just tougher sledding. Uh, is that something that you've noticed on film? Uh, and what might be some of the causes as to trying to get those conversions that have been as successful as of late? Right. Yeah, it's a it's a big deal. You know, I mean, third down's important, and we we talk we talk about it every week, and we've been talking about it a lot the last couple of weeks. Since, like you're saying, it hasn't been quite as good. It's one of those areas that we uh, we we want to do a lot better at. You know, and uh, it's been tough. Some of the defenses we've been playing have been top third down defenses in the league the last couple of weeks, and uh, and that's 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 part of it too. You know, you got to hand it to the people you're going against. Sometimes they make plays, but. We, for us, you know, that's something that really is really important to us, and we need to improve in that area. John, I think before we talked, when we mentioned Isaiah Likely a while back, you said you can kind of read his body language a little bit. Since you know, Mark went down, he has been very productive. Have you sensed by just like noticing him? Has has you know has, with the challenge has his body language? Can you see how he's been responding? Yeah, I think his body language has been a little bit better. You know, a little more. He's he's a great guy. I mean, he he always just wants to do well. Nobody's more coachable. He always when you when you when you have something for him, he responds you know in a positive way. He tries to do it right. Um, I think sometimes young guys they feel the weight of establishing themselves and proving themselves in this league. You know, you know you, you just they, they really are anxious because they want to show what they can do so so much. And as coaches, you know, you you better want to give them the opportunity to show what they can do. I mean, they're your players, they're on your team, and they, they, want, they want a chance, you know? And you, you don't always have a chance sometimes for it to happen, or you want to give them a chance, it just doesn't happen in the game. The ball doesn't go their way maybe sometimes. But uh, that, that, yeah, that's, uh, I think he has responded like anybody would because he's gotten some chances and he's done well, you know? And that's what you want to see for your guys. I don't know how much time you got a chance to look at 49ers film, but from, from what you have seen, how much stress do they put on linebackers, those second-level defenders, with, with everything that they do? And you know, I guess how excited are you see, to see Roquan, you know, PQ, Kyle, be you know, in slot there, be able to kind of match with everything that they do? Yeah, yeah, I, I, it's going to be a, it's going to be very interesting. I mean, I think for football, 
fans, you know, real, real, real football fans are going to look at this one and really be intrigued by all that. It's a great point. Um, they, they do so many good things. It's, it's a system. I think that the, the Kyle has, uh, you know, built forth, you know, through the, through the tradition, you know, it's his dad and, and uh, he, he was with Coach Kubiak too. And, and he's taken it to another even place, you know, he really has expanded it and, and uh, evolved it in a great way. And, and he does it around his players too. So it's that part of it, but it's built around the players. I mean, you got five probably all pro skill guys on that offense. And not to mention a really good offensive line and a, and, and a, and a Hall of Fame tackle. So, you know, he built it around those guys, and that, that's what makes it tough. And we saw Lamar complete several passes out of scramble situations yesterday. How important a <clears throat> skill is it for receivers to sort of be able to improvise as a play is getting extended like that and find open space for them? That's really important. I mean, that's, that's kind of that's, that's a really that's an X factor. You know, and when you're on defense, it's a problem. You know, and it's. It's, uh, you know, we, we, we face a challenge with, with quarterbacks getting out and running this year, too, as we saw in this last game, too. It's something that we're working on trying to corral. A lot of the run yards that we've given up have been that this year. So uh, Lamar is probably, uh, he's the best in the business at it, you know, in my opinion. And uh, yeah, that's a big part of who we are, extended plays. John, what did you see, I guess, like in structure, dropback wise? I think Lamar said last night that sometimes their pass rush would kind of get in his passing lanes and maybe disrupt the picture a little bit, but it seemed like most of the damage that he did was him, you know, trying to, to make stuff happen after that first or second one wasn't there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, you like for everything to be, you know, just how you draw it up for sure. Um, but defenses really don't cooperate all the time with you on that, you know, and especially good defenses. But uh, there were plenty of plays that were on time in rhythm that were great. There were times when he was getting pushed in the pocket. Maybe I remember the one back and backing up and hit Odell over the middle. You know, that was that was really that was an extended, but it was, you know, it was drawn out a little bit. And that was a great play by both those guys. Other times he just he just got away, you know, and, and, and frustrated the defense, you know, and that's that's good too. You know, I don't think you need to be a purist all the time. You know, you need to recognize there's a lot of ways to move the ball and make plays, which we try to do. But but you know we've been we've been we've been really good at times many times with the with that part of the passing game and other times it's extended and things like that so it's all part of it. We started off by saying uh, we played the kind of football we needed to play to win that game. Do you do you feel like this team has been particularly good at that sort of adjusting to what's needed in a given week? I do. Yes, that's that's right. Um, that's the thing about this team. It's a very mature team. You know, and I think they understand the challenge in front of them, and and they understand their opponent, and they understand themselves. You know, and uh, so you get into the game, and they also understand situations, game situations, really well. So, all those things probably have led to that. You know, and that's what you have to do this time of year for sure. And I, I really hope that you know that expresses itself. You know, over the next few weeks, the multiple weeks. That was head coach John Harbaugh who discussed where the team sits at this point of the season. And he knows that the road ahead with the 49ers and then the Dolphins and then the Steelers to close out the regular season, it's not going to be easy, but the Ravens are focused on taking a one game at a time mentality the rest of the way. Now that's it for us here today, but stay tuned. We'll be back with you coming up later this week as the Ravens get ready for a matchup against the 49ers on Christmas night. Thanks for listening to the Ravens Press Pass podcast. Also head over to the Lounge podcast feed for a full breakdown of that win over Jacksonville. Hit that rating and review button and subscribe to the podcast as well.
Thanks for listening. Talk with you again soon. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer, Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Monogram at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build.